Alright everyone, welcome to the third season of the Fan Gamer Game Club, which is Yoshi's Island, aka Super Mario World 2, as no one has ever known it. <laughs> so, we have guests tonight. The first guest is to my physical left, this is Matt, aka Dio's Padre, who has been on, I think, at least one podcast before. And he is also my partner in life. <laughs> well, that's where we learned about his other online name, uh, Fierce. I only used that once, though, so... <laughs> yeah, Fierce 13, technically. Oh, right, right. I always forget <laughs> the numbers. And Fierce. <laughs> but it's documented, so let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, and as usual, we have co-host from the podcast, Garrett, who I'm indicating to on the screen as though you can <laughs> see him, but you cannot... Garrett is off camera so, right now, kind of off to the side. There's not enough camera space for me to. You're off stage right. <laughs> Good time. And we also have the man who needs no introduction but is getting one, Kevin Simon Roberts. Why, thank you. Thanks for joining us again, Kevin. I'm behind that door. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy in that painting back there. Okay. Oh, the, uh, the heads back there? Those are just ceramic heads. Those are not. That's uh, yeah, I'm the yellow one. That's, that's a girl. That's female, but yeah. yeah. Uh, I I didn't want you guys to find out this way, but yep. <laughs> I've met talk so about Yoshi times. now. So yeah, let's talk about let's talk about Yoshi. So what I wanted to start off with is a sad story. My save file that I've been working on to get to World Three gone off mm-hmm. of my Super Nintendo. Now, do you guys think that's a crappy Super Nintendo or a crappy cart? Crappy cart doesn't the uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like doesn't the memory in them like die or corrode or just it's battery so battery. Bad, so yeah my cart didn't work uh, i had to hit it pretty hard to get it to work after <laughs> yeah. on my first day and now i haven't taken it out of the super nintendo because i don't want to jinx anything well i was working fine for about a week and then i came in today to get caught all the way up i had one world left to do and uh, everything was gone and it was just mayhem and sad but anyway i i found the John lent me his his GBA version of it, so I was playing through that. And yeah, I saw that. Did he? He, he has everything games. unlocked, so I just started off where I was and just started going through it. So did he a hundred percent everything? Uh, I don't think so, because wouldn't you? You would have a hundred point score on every level, right? Yep. Okay. And no. you I think so, right? You have to, otherwise, it, how could oh. it be a hundred percent if you did? No, I was talking to Kevin and asking him if he had done that. I got confused. Um, Are you intentionally? Um, I've gotten some hundreds on some of the easier levels, mm-hmm. but especially towards the end of World Three, as I just stopped caring, I ran through like I got a forty-seven on some level. Yeah, yeah. So it's not that hard to get you know a middling score. You know, I've got some eighties, some seventies in here, but um, if you really want to go all the way for the hundred, you gotta you gotta work at it. That's true. <laughs> You have to it's work at getting a low score as well. I tried to do a, a low scoring run. I think I got like a 22. It was awful. I was going to say, so obviously right off the bat, this game is, is vastly different. I I didn't think it would be so different from other Mario games. I mean, it's uh, there's mm-hmm. definitely the collecting aspect, but it's the whole uh, death mechanic is completely different. And I kind of like it a lot because <laughs> you can be really? really careless through the level. However, if you fall like in lava or something that would only kind of hurt you before... Yeah, Done. that's going to get worse. There's going to be levels that are just covered in spikes, lava, and the little spiny balls, and you really cannot be careless in those. I don't know. I, saw... I might, because that's the Mario I grew up with. If you fall in a pit, you're dead. You touch a Goomba, boom, gone. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like this. If you touch an enemy, baby Mario gets knocked off and starts with the crying. Yeah. And but... sometimes when you can't reach him for even like three or four seconds at a time, wow, 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 all up in my ears drives me crazy. It's annoying just to hear you do it, so that's how it's a good impression. <laughs> it, it is possibly the most, in fact, I think it won the Nintendo Power Award for, um, those, for, for the most annoying thing in a video game. And then, like, the next year was Navi from Ocarina of Time, so. Oh, yeah, she is. Oh. Anyway, uh, I was going to say, so this game came out in 1995. How many of you guys had played it when it first came out? Because this is my first time to the game right now. Like, Liz and, and Matt, did you play it before? Yeah, I did. I, I rented it, so probably pretty soon after it came out. 95, that's the year before Nintendo 64 came out? Yep. Yeah, oh, wow. I rented it probably pretty soon after it came out. Oh, wow, so it was near the end of the life cycle of the mm-hmm. Super yeah. Nintendo. Hmm. It doesn't really... A lot of games near the end of the Super Nintendo life cycle have, like, a real, like, the Donkey Kong feel to it, or they're really trying to, like, get everything they can out of the system. Um, push the technology. Yeah, and I don't necessarily... I don't know, there's some cool things in the game mechanics-wise, but it doesn't seem to really push anything in that direction with its very unique art style, which is the other thing I want to ask... The art style in this game, you guys like it? Do you dislike it? Um, I think it's cute. Did you, Garrett, uh, did you happen to read about why the art style is the I, way it well, is? Well, assuming Wikipedia is at yeah, all accurate. Yeah, a little blurb. <laughs> so tell the audience why the art yeah. is. Yeah, so apparently um, they, it was kind of what we were just talking about, that they, I don't know, Nintendo, somebody at Nintendo really wanted the graphics to be more like DKC in Donkey Kong Country and the more kind of realistic stuff. And then, uh, was it Miyamoto who was making it at the time? Or, uh, yeah, he was like, I don't think so. Uh, screw you guys. I'm going to make it really cartoony crayon graphics. Take that. Yeah. And now Which, it's for babies. Cool. Really does sound like his modus operandi, doesn't it? Really? That seems really... Well, we're talking about the same guy who said, Dinosaur Planet, not interesting enough. Add the Star Fox characters to it. He said that? He did that. He was responsible for Star Fox Adventures. He's the reason Crystal is a fox instead of a cat. Hmm. I prefer yeah. cats, I think. I prefer Star Fox not having a girlfriend. I don't really <laughs> care what species she is. And yeah, I, I, he's, he's a jet fighter. Yeah, he's a yeah. He's a jet fighter. He should be picking up girls in bars every night. Yeah, he really I mean, If you actually are a fighter jet pilot, you sh- you know, that's something that people make up. They go to bars and they tell people, I'm a fighter jet pilot and this is my wingman. <laughs> and you go to bars and you tell that to girls. And if you actually are a fighter jet pilot, why would you get a girlfriend? From a different planet, too. A blue one. Covered in, like, weird... Uh, that's that's kind of hot. But still, hey, to be fair, the first time he met the... her, she was wearing a loincloth. Why buy the cow, you know? Oh, the... my gosh. I, I, I want... Fox. Yeah. <laughs> And you can get just to make this relevant back to Yoshi's Island yeah, again, thanks. did you notice the letters on the pause screen flip and rotate doing that mode 7 thing? Yeah. And it's the same as the letters in Game Over in the original Star Fox. <laughs> oh, really? So that, to me, is yeah. like the, the most closest thing they got to using the full graphical potential of the Super <laughs> Nintendo. You know, what about the levels where there's the platforms that like they used all their 3D power just to, to have to make them rotate. spin in a circle so that Yoshi goes back and forth on a linear path? Yeah. Yeah, that's that uh, was pretty quality. Oh, and the rolling things that drop you yeah, into lava like drums. Yeah. Actually, Which they had Super Mario Brothers 3, but they just weren't 
animated that way. The little kind of game over screen, when you lose a life because Baby Mario is stolen from you by the flying shy guys, I don't even oh, know yeah. what they're called. The weird beat. Yeah, that's actually kind of 3D. That's probably... I feel like it's they created the tech demo of that scene, and then they built a game around that. <laughs> and the opening sequence, too. Yeah. I, I don't know if anybody else watched it before they... Isn't that any, any new level scene? Just the flying around the island? No, there's a whole intro. I don't think you watched it, because I think I skipped over it, but it's this long story where it's like, Mario and Luigi are babies, and the stork is flying them to their adoptive Italian family, or whatever, and then, like... But then- Story. Like comic comes zooming towards the screen mm-hmm. really, really fast in 3D. I'm so glad I wrote like, down. It's like Super Mario RPG type graphics, you know? Yeah. yeah it is. It's Donkey Kong-esque. No, they, that's... And if they made the whole game that way, I think it would have improved it significantly. Well, that's Do the you? one area that they've actually stated that they did use the same graphics technology using the Super FX and the 3D stuff was just for those cutscenes. And I was like, well, that's kind of odd that he still did it for those, but... I'm glad we actually went through recapping the story because, uh, come on. Oh, <laughs> what? And then the whole idea that this is supposed to happen before all of the Mario games, is that correct? At least that's what I was reading. I, I think they've retconned, as far as the Mario series has any kind of continuity, um, the baby Mario Brothers are a temporal reversion of the original <laughs> Mario Brothers. Because remember, you could use them both at the same time in Partners in Time which was one of the Game Boy RPGs. I, don't, then, I didn't know that anyone cared or even believed there was a Mario <laughs> timeline. I, this is beyond news to me. This is preposterous. <laughs> so at the time, um, I wanted to ask you guys' opinion who had played it then. Do you remember how the game was um, accepted? Was it kind of like it was people liked it, they didn't like it? it was... I remember it was described as um, the vehicle that really got Yoshi on his own terms going because before that he was in a couple of puzzle games yoshi's cookie which i thought was excellent but nobody agrees with me and (laughs) like like yoshi's safari which was a first person shooter with the super scope or something and he just he wasn't popular and then they did this game and suddenly he just he skyrocketed Hmm. okay and matt when you first played it yay or nay um, you know, there really wasn't any talk of it by that time because I'm pretty sure PlayStation was out. It was so oh, close yeah. to the end of Super Nintendo's life that people have just moved on to, from Super Nintendo. Um, it. I remember I was in the seventh grade, I think, and Super Nintendo was almost the baby console by then. So by that point, you know, I don't think there was any real buzz about it anymore. You know, there wasn't. It wasn't really the internet yet. I mean, obviously, you had like AOL chat rooms if you yeah. were on that, but. Um, you know, it really was just a game that came out, so there was no hype about it, save for Nintendo Power. So That's interesting. That's yeah, because I say, I was looking for criticisms online, and it seems like it's one of those games that's revered after it came out. Because yeah. I'm looking up, and EGM and all these guys gave it really good reviews when it first came out. And then all these other like awards it's been given are like on the top 100 list, in the top 20, and this, you know, it's such a great game. And as like, like especially when you say it's near the end of the life cycle of the SNES, I can't imagine. I mean, I never even had thought of this game when I, I didn't know that it was a Super Nintendo game. I thought it was only a Game Boy Advance game, but that was a re-release. Yeah, I didn't know there was a sequel to the the Super Mario World. So, yeah, and it's funny because you know I played it back then. 
But even then, I didn't consider that this is Super Mario World 2. Yeah, it's not. You know, I I got Super Mario World in 92 or 93 when we first got a Super Nintendo, and I loved that game. I played the hell out of it. I mean, I was probably 10 or 11 at the time, so it was one of the only things I had to do in my life. So, of course, I played the hell out of it. But, you know, time went on, and I rented this game, and it was really just a rental. I don't think I ever really even considered buying it. So. Even if you were still on the Super Nintendo as a generation, you were playing Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, Final Fantasy, yeah. uh, Donkey Kong Country. There were so many good titles in that like two or three year span. It was the golden age. Also, you know Nintendo what? This is, this is probably one of those cartridges that cost like $80 or something because it had yep. extra hardware in it. So. Uh, yeah. You mean like retail when you first got it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of Super Nintendo games were like that. Um especially the ones with the extra, I guess, Mode 7 or whatever they call them, the mm-hmm. chips, they tended to cost a lot more. Um, this was before, I think, Best Buy really got a stranglehold on the market, and I think that's what really made a lot of games cost $50. All games cost $50, you know, because you have one retailer that has a lot of power, as opposed to you're going to Toys R Us, you're going to Funko Land if you still yeah. have, so you're going to other stores, so prices fluctuated, and... You know, so some games were ninety dollars, some games were fifty dollars. Wow, so, I can't. Yeah. I never remember and, that. I remember like paying for Earthbound like sixty or seventy because I had the strategy guide with it. But yeah. that was the only game I, I think I ever paid more than retail price. Now, you know what we we come to expect today. What were you gonna say, Kevin? I was gonna say the the used game market wasn't quite as robust oh, as yeah. I think it is now. There, there wasn't this real really? drive, like, come back and trade in your old games and we'll give you, you know, 40 yeah. bucks off on Modern Warfare. It was just like, yeah, if you have an old game and you don't really feel like playing it anymore, like you're going to college or something, get your mom to put it in a shoebox and bring it down to microplay. And then, you know, guys like me would wander into the secondhand store and there'd just be these racks of Super Nintendo games. Still are, most places. You know? I really? agree. When I go to GameStops and stuff, it seems like they're phasing out. Like, they don't have stuff for anything previous to GameCube, I well, think. Yeah, he, he's talking more about non-GameStop stores, oh, okay. which still exist. But especially back they in do. the day, um, you know, around N64 time, all those places had NES games. They yeah. all had, like... You could you still know, find old Mega Man games. games. One of the first games yeah, they just... came up. So, you know, it's it's a different business now, so... Yeah. Well, okay, so speaking of, you know, the proliferation of used games, how is everyone actually playing it? Because I was originally playing it on Super Nintendo. Now I'm playing it on Game Boy Advance. It's far more reliable. Kevin, how are you playing the game? Um, I'm not cleared to answer that question. Okay, I I understand. We'll move on. It's a Canadian thing. (laughs) Liz, how are you playing it? I am playing it on my original Super Nintendo, which has uh, caused me some trouble, but overall has been pretty hardy. Okay. Are you guys sharing the same file, or are you playing separate yeah. files? Yeah, we'll go either back and forth on a level, or he'll do four, and I'll do four. Kind of, you know. Uh, so you're, you're outsourced some of your playing this time, I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, except for to YouTube. Just to an actual person. Good times. Well, I tried to outsource Shadows of the Colossus, but that went over <laughs> like... <laughs> he was like, I'm going to need some money for that one. Um, I also tried to go find um, like some other fan sites or like that would be around the game. And there's really not a lot out there. 
Um, yeah, Starman, it's kind of an anomaly. I don't I know if you guys so, right? realize that. Well, I, I always assumed so, but I figured there'd be some crappy, like, GeoCities-style version of something out there. Uh, like the, Under uh, construction. Like yeah. the Mario RPG site we were going to work with until the owner was like, my dog died, I'm shutting the site down. Yeah, not quite that, but okay, so we've already gotten to who's played it for the... F- I'm the only one who's been played it for the first time. we got to really pick a game that I am not the newbie to one of these days. That would be great. But Maybe you should just go back in time and play more games then. Yeah, that's that's probably the best solution to this. But um, yeah. So now that you guys are, to those coming back to it, so the three of you, are you guys seeing this as enjoying it more or less than when you first played it? Any things you're noticing coming back to it with a, a, a second go-through of the game? I am enjoying it less, actually. I loved it when I was a kid, but I find it kind of tedious. Like, I'm enjoying it, but the levels are too long, and the caves are just dumb. Other than that... She like, hates cave levels in it. The caves have the best music, though. The music is wonderful. Everything has good music in this game, though. That's it is, it's very, very dynamic and out there. Um, What was I playing? Give me a second to think about this. I'll get back here. Okay. Um, so Matt, coming back to it for a second time, same as Liz, or do you are you having? I, I'm definitely enjoying it less, and I feel like it's because I've played more video games in the past 15 years since it's been out that I see it more for what it is. And Mario games has this weird thing where sometimes they don't feel the need to challenge you really. Like Mario Sunshine, they threw in the you know jetpack list levels. Yeah. That no challenge, but other games they decide they do want to challenge you. And Yoshi's Story is one of those games where they Yoshi's do want Island. to. Yoshi's Island is one of those games where they do want to challenge you. But the problem is, there's only two ways to die in this game. One, you can have Baby Mario stolen, and two, you can fall down a pit. And That's Baby nice. Mario getting stolen, it's not really that much of a threat because of the way that they just throw those little star guys at you. Yeah. Every five feet, you're having more of those star guys thrown at you. And also, any time you drop down below 10 seconds of time, you know, because time is your resource with regards to Baby Mario, any time you drop below that, it builds back up to 10. So you've always got this buffer as long as you're not being hit over and over and over. So the way they rely on presenting a challenge is putting pits everywhere and spikes everywhere. And... The problem there is that Mario games, you can always have very precise control over Mario. He stops on a dime, and he has great air control. Uh, That's one of people's complaints with Luigi is that he slides all over the place, and you can't really control him in the air. And so what they decided to do is make Yoshi control like Luigi. He doesn't stop right where you want him to, so I'm finding myself overshooting jumps because I land right on the edge where I want to land because that's how I've been playing Mario games forever. But then I, you know, take that extra one or two steps off the cliff. Or just the flutter jump. I hate the flutter jump, and it's the same way in Mario Galaxy 2. I can't stand it, and it's a cause of frustration. So I'm really kind of angry at the game because I feel like the only thing it has to throw at me is more pits to fall down. <laughs> How funny, because I was writing down, like, some of the major departures they've made from other Mario games. Like, there's no scoring system. There's no time limit to the levels. Which is good. Time limits are stupid. But it's still one of those things where if Mm. you are trying to find everything, it really incentivizes you to be better (laughs) and find everything faster instead of taking your time. The whole egg-throwing mechanic, um, not as many power-ups. I mean, there are still the the suits that he has. Well, not the suits, the vehicles that he becomes, which maybe we'll talk about more later. 
Um, it still has the save points, which was still kind of new in the Super Nintendo era, but are the mid-level save points. But I, just the fact that lives don't seem to, like he's saying, don't matter as much. If it's just you only take away lives if you fell in a pit. Otherwise, it's all about those little stars. And if and you're you rushing, get a billion lives. Yeah, and there's well, lives everywhere too. Like I played the little roulette mini game. Yeah, you got, and, got a twenty-eight up, dude. I got a twenty-eight up. It was crazy awesome. But <laughs> and I remember what I was going to say before. I've been playing Super Mario World concurrently, and all of the level music in that is just variations on the one theme. So the music in this game being really varied is a really nice touch. But um, how many are there in this game? I don't think there's more than six. How many songs? Yeah. yeah uh, well, yeah, but in Super Mario World, there was one. And <laughs> yeah. then they just adapted it with more bass for the underground and more, like, fancy violins for the water levels and yeah, more right. giant pipe organ for the... There was only one melody. There's several different themes going on in, in yeah, this whereas, one. But with this game, you've got legitimate, actual, different melodies. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's fair. Hmm. I appreciate that. Okay, what so, I don't appreciate is that when you turn into a vehicle, even if you get hit, if it's necessary to get that vehicle through an area, all that happens if you run out of time is you spin back to where you started and you get the vehicle again. Yeah, there are uh, a lot of those, the game mechanics to it, like the whole collectathon nature of it, I don't, I am not enticed by it at all. I am just ripping through these levels. I'll grab coins if they're there. Um, the little flowers, maybe, and the little star things, for sure, because those are useful. But other than that, I'm just going through, because I just don't, I don't really want the extra levels, and I don't I really, I, it doesn't, it, it's like, I think we said in the last podcast, Reed is trying to get a lot of the stars on um, Mario Galaxy, because he just likes to see the new content and the new stuff, whereas this, it just seems like back in the day, you really wanted to extend the life of your game somehow, and you're afraid that people would write in their reviews that, oh man, Super Yoshi's Island is only uh, three hours to play through the whole thing. Oh, well, you have to get all those coins and all this to get stuff, which is just... Yeah. Um, it's but... weird that they still make that argument with games today, and games that cost a quarter of the price that Yoshi's Island did when it was new. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Portal. Like, oh, only two hours in Portal. Only three hours of playtime in the new Rocket Knight. It's fifteen bucks. What do you how expect? Many people, how many people really um, decried the length of Portal? Though that was I'll pretty much universal. Yeah, but that was, was was that after you know all the catchphrases and everything really turned people off to the game because that first week when it first came out and it seemed like everybody who owned a PC played that game. Nobody had a bad thing to say. Even like when the length of the game came up, I always felt like people said, "This is the perfect length for this game," and I don't care that it cost sixty dollars because it came along with Team Fortress and Half Life, which yep. I was anyway. So yeah, yeah. I feel like any complaints about Portal they probably came about six weeks later once people yeah. hated the game because the entire internet is composed of idiots who will. <laughs> Oh, yes. Okay, so cracking along here, one of the things I wanted to point out for, like, level design, that just in general for Mario games, the one thing I am enjoying about the game is just the whole, like, the bite-sized nature. You can just play a few levels. Like, you can really define how long you will play for. You can go and play two levels and have only played for, like, five or ten minutes, or you can play through a whole world and have played for 20 or 30 minutes, and the whole nature that you're saving as you're going along. You're going along. That's something I just love about Mario games across the board. Liz, you were going to say something. Yeah, I was just going to say, I was more thinking out loud. Is this one of the, um, 
Did Super Mario World auto save, or that only saved at castles and ghost houses? Castles, ghost houses, and mm-hmm. uh, Switch palaces. Yeah. yeah, and I know like uh, Donkey Kong Country only saved at I think like uh, Funk, I, not, your Candy or whoever, whoever the girl was in whatever game. But Candy in the first one, Wrinkly, yeah, yeah, and the other so, two. It's kind of the it's, beginning of that. The the auto save. This is kind of the, one of the first games that really built that in. Well, my game yeah. apparently doesn't have it built in, but everyone else <laughs> has it has it fine. Yeah. But um, it, it's if nothing else, I I find that I'm learning a lot about the Mario franchise. That there was kind of gaps that I didn't understand where they got certain ideas from, and now I see where they're coming from. Like um, the mechanics with like the falling bricks throughout the levels. Like, I think yeah. it's in the world, too. I was like, oh, and I saw that a lot in the new Super Mario Brothers for Wii. I was like, oh, okay, so a lot of these mechanics that they built into Yoshi's Island, like, or Yoshi's, yeah, Yoshi's Island, Squish that one time. they really don't seem to oh. have been carried on throughout the rest of the franchises, which is why I was wondering, uh, for sequels or, or more games in the series, have you guys played the other ones? The only ones I could find that people were saying were directly sequels were Yoshi's Story for N64 and then Yoshi's Island DS. Did you I play either of those? I isn't, played both. Isn't DS uh Oh wait, no, DS. No, I yeah. remember played that. I haven't I, played any DS stuff. I played both. Yoshi's Story, everybody knows the deal with that. It was like garbage. Things. Really? For so many reasons, reasons I can't even begin to list. It was just an awful It's a game, game. for babies, right? Well, yeah. does it take any of these same mechanics or is it its own thing? The egg shooting is there, but like Levels don't have a defined end. They just loop, and the goal is not to beat a level, but to collect enough fruit and hunt around with a dog digging up watermelons. And it's just, just not a very well done I, game. I'm pretty sure it's just. I mean, we make fun of Nintendo for this. Um, you know, but this is the console for babies, but this is basically baby's first video game almost basically yeah no, i'm not even trying to be funny he's not like, it's an incredibly is, like an ass just a childish you game. can beat the game by doing six levels that's how they want you to do the wow. game one level from world one one level from world two so on and so on it's atrocious well, what about uh, yoshi's island ds yes. not so bad it was very much a straight successor to uh yoshi's island the okay. original wasn't that thing they added a touch and go hmm wasn't that touch and go? Yoshi's touch and it there is one the... called no, that as well. The one I'm talking about is the one where uh, you it's Yoshi and Baby Mario, but you can also get Baby Princess Peach, Baby Donkey Kong, and <laughs> Baby Wario, who uh, is kind of crappy. Bowser too. It says oh yeah, Bowser. But they all have little uh, neat little things the babies can do. Like I know Baby Wario can steal money, which is like that's great. <laughs> but, uh, I don't remember. I think Peach might have an umbrella or something. It's pretty fun. I don't remember. Like, I don't think it was as good as the original. But having now played the original recently, they're probably about right on par. Like the original isn't as good as the original. Yeah, the original. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I might. I might check that out because I. I'm curious to see what they might have. I like that we're kind of diving into more of seeing how this plays into the overall Mario series, and mm-hmm. that's very interesting. If nothing else, Game Club could kind of increase our knowledge there. Um, kind of more on the level design again. This is kind of, is this one of the more first departures entirely toward a more exploratory nature in the game where you're going around looking for things? Because a lot of these levels, if you just go straight across, I mean, you're blazing through the level. But mm-hmm. if you're going to find things, the levels take a lot longer. Did Mario World do that much? I don't think so, right? The extent of it is finding, you know, the key to the secret exit. And a lot right. of times, that was right in front of you. It was just something hard you had to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, K- 
carry a key while having a blue shell on Yoshi and fl- being able to fly up or something. So this is the first game, and I mean, I was blown away. I completely forgot about this, but I went into a pipe, and I forgot to get something before I went into the pipe. And I was like, damn it, I missed it. I, I can't get it now. And Liz was like, no, you can just go back through the pipe. And that blew me away because, you know. In Mario, you couldn't do that. Yeah, you couldn't do that. I mean, go even going back to the first Mario where once you scrolled the screen to the right, you couldn't even scroll back to the left. <laughs> yeah. I mean, still, in most games, once you go through a pipe, you're through that pipe. There's, it's one way only, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, this game is definitely well, geared toward exploration than anything else. On the flip side, there are also those no going back moments. Um, yeah. On Touch Fuzzy Get Dizzy, I grabbed one of those flashing eggs that you're supposed to break open and get a red coin from. Right. And the enemy I hit was floating over a pit, so the red coin uh-huh. falls into the pit. And I tried going into a pipe and coming back and scrolling the screen and coming back, and it's the fun. flashing egg never came back. So If you, you reload know, the level, I assume it would. Well, yeah. yeah, sure, but then if I reload the level, I have to get all the other red coins, too. So I just finished with a 99 and called it a day. Oh, oh, oh. So is that that level you just named, is that the LSD level, as I've named that it? That is the infamous <laughs> Touch Fuzzy level. What is that about? <laughs> but even then, though, like, wow, come on, this is a game Yoshi's for babies. Yoshi's got allergies, man. <laughs> it's pollen, really. I really found that very. Uh, as soon as me and Jen got to that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he is tripping balls right now." What? <laughs> this is this is a Mario game. I mean, what are they pretending these little, you know, poppy, flying little clouds are supposed to be? <laughs> I was I was really surprised at that. I didn't look up any particular <laughs> criticisms on that, but um, <laughs> I don't I, think there are any. It's a children's game. I really did like the mechanic though, because he was so. It, I was like, "Wow, Yoshi drunk, tripping, tripping on it, and can't really control him very well." And at that point, I was just like, "Screw trying to dodge these things." I just ran through them for yeah, the rest that's of the way to do it. So just careen through them. Yeah, um, but the the art style um, we've talked about it a little bit, but the enemy design, the variants of shy guys. Do you guys have any particular shy guy that's your favorite? I'm a big fan of shy guy and stilts. That was a crack up. Oh, I do like the little ones with the tribal masks and the spears. They're kind of annoying, but I appreciate that they dance. They do? They dance. Like, some of them are in the pit, and they'll, like, flip and kind of show you their butt and flip around and be like, no, we're doing this. (laughs) Yeah. They definitely have more personality in this game. They didn't have any personality at all in uh, Mario Bros. 2, which is where they first showed up. Yeah, most of the enemies have a pretty uh, good character to them. Didn't some of the shy guys ride around on those weird bullet camera things? Yeah, I guess, but that's not really a personality. That's just yeah. catching the ride. That's using tools. That shows a higher cognitive function. Well, they all have masks and, <laughs> and clothes. Yeah, that's true. And belts. <laughs> and belts, sweet belts. Uh, the the guys who um, I don't think they're shy guys, but they have the masks and they try and steal Baby Mario off your back. The Joker dudes? Yeah, those guys. Uh, just They're just another example of how so many guys in this, or so many of the enemies have a lot of just character to them, and that is one of the things I am enjoying about it, is just seeing what new version of it. Because I feel like the Mario, um, you know, uh, I forgot the word, kind of just the, the current... The understanding of how Mario enemies will be presented, you're going to have your Goombas, you're going to have your Turtles, you know what everything looks like, you know what the whole genre will be, and here's like new versions of those same guys in different forms, and I was like, oh, that's kind of refreshing, but it is interesting to see, though, that a lot of the things I'm seeing in this game are for the first time, I don't see them in future games after it, so I just, 
I found that very curious as I was going through it. But uh, the music uh, is pretty awesome. Do you guys have any particular favorite songs or areas you you enjoy? Uh, it's trite, but I really like them all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Liz. I like just the the main song that you hear in probably almost a third of the levels. I'm not going to do you guys the disservice of trying to sing it or hum uh, it. But if you really wanted to, it wouldn't say no. Yeah, well, you wouldn't be able to pick up what I was getting in anyway, so that's <laughs> the time. Uh, as I said before, I really like the cave music. It's just, it's kind of weird. It's got a little good kind of head-bobbing sort of beat to it, which was pretty good. But, um, as I was going through, I was kind of noting some, like, just weird little things that I was wondering what you guys had thought. Like, why is it that Yoshi cannot carry him through the whole game? Why must it be a relay of Yoshis? The, the Yoshis aren't athletic. They don't get a lot of exercise. What's that about? Because it's like the old Pony Express. I'm, I'm not even bringing that up just out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure they use that actual phrase in the instruction booklet. Really? Oh, do they really? I think they do. I might be misremembering it because it's been 10 years, but yeah, Pony Express. I think it's because Yoshis, like, as as they have been crafted, are supposed to be such do-gooders that they see a baby and they're like, I want to help the baby! Let's all help the baby! <laughs> Yay! Like, that's There's also a bit of the mythical uh, kobold from Dungeons & Dragons, which was a very uh, society-based animal, being a reptile, first of all. So cold-blooded, so you had to stick together. And then just generally sort of weak and picked on. So... You had to stick together. I might be going too far once again in just my analysis and comparisons, but mm-hmm. I, I do think... see the similarity there. I think Yoshi's the the way they're presented in the Mario games because you get to Mario RPG and you see them all on the uh, y- Yoster's Isle. Yeah, and even in the original Mario World, part of the subquest you had to rescue a Yoshi egg from each castle. So there's very much a community aspect. And then you had to like nuke the castle or. My problem with the whole or thing just pick is, it up and throw it away. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this: when the when the little guys steal Mario off of your back, Mario, where do they take him? To Bowser. To Bowser's castle. Yeah, and where are you going? To Bowser's castle. Yeah, to save Luigi. So, Why not I, I feel own? like on the first level, the Yoshi should just you know go screw this, let him take him there. I'm going there anyway. And <laughs> no, you remember the very because I'm invincible. We'll give him a ride. Nothing hurts me except for falling in a pit around spikes. But they don't know what's like what's going on at that castle. Yeah. They, like what kind of crazy Then why are you bringing a baby in there? Well, no, no. You didn't watch the intro, so you didn't catch up on this. Okay. But um, the the two babies have a psychic twin link. Yeah. So they always important. know where one another is. So even though it's um, the linear path that they show you on the map screen is kind of disingenuous. You're actually using the baby as a baby radar, and Baby Mario is telling the Yoshis which way. So, like, and, and maybe that's part of the relay thing is they're just like, okay, we know that we need to get at least this far, where coincidentally there happens to be a castle. But wait a minute, no, 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 because <laughs> if they're using a baby to lead them there, there, how come there's another Yoshi right at the end of the next checkpoint? Well, because oh. they have the the baby radar goes to the next checkpoint, and then. <laughs> they, they, so they don't know. Like, I feel they, like that's they, they advanced team, like <laughs> sketch the area first, and then they use the baby. So you've got a recon team of Yoshi's. A Yoshi advanced yeah. team. I like that. As one Yoshi is carefully taking the baby through an area, the Yoshi behind him, who just passed him off, speeds up 
because then he doesn't have to do any of that exploration he's crap. Like, he's anymore. looking at this email. He got okay. I need to be at the three three, and then I got to be at four two later. All right, that's good. I'm going to take the five up to East Street and then go across, <laughs> take a bus. Do you see yellow ones ever get annoyed where they notice like, why do I always get stuck with the castle? Like, okay, <laughs> sky blue. That's good. That you get all the softballs, but like, come well, on. The- if we're going with recon teams, then you're obviously sending guys where they're not going to be seen. You know, you're going to have the black Yoshi's go in the caves and the right. night levels. You're going to have the right. blue Yoshi's go in the water levels. Yellow stands you're out. You're going to have things, so you might as well put them in the cave because they're going to. See- you're going to have the purple tough guy who becomes Boshi with the shades in the later game. He's the one doing all of the uh, the final castles, the yeah. hardest levels. He's you the send anchor. your hardest Yoshi. Yeah, no, you send like your crack SWAT team to do the castle, man. I kind of think it's less about uh, a sweet recon team and more of them as a class system, and that the yellow is at the lowest, <laughs> and, they, and they for some reason must be stuck with the castle. You do the short straw. Yeah, that's what it was. And then the best ones are the green ones and the purple ones who start and end the level. That's what it is. Anyway, wow, that went a lot better than I had imagined. You guys are like, yeah, that's stupid. That's just it's the best mechanic ever. <laughs> that you have to, to throw the Mario through it. So would there be like a prequel to this game where it's a stealth version where you're the Yoshi scouting the level for Mario? Because <laughs> yep, that's right, up. Yoshi, you're solid. Yeah, Yoshi with a little bandana doing like stealth flutter jumps where he shuts up. As long as there's 45 minute cutscenes in between each three minute level. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yoshi's getting codex from other co- Yoshis where all they go is like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so great. Oh, thanks. speaking of the chat room. Hello, chat room. Thanks for joining oh. us. I've been reading very hilarious things they've been saying, but i got to keep us rolling forward here. Um, the other thing I was going to note that I thought was kind of funny and wanted your guys' opinion was, do you ever get sad when you find a pipe and it really looks like you should be able to go down it, but you can't? Mm, that I'm really. Happy. I don't have one more distraction to keep me from barreling through these levels. Yeah. I feel like after playing something like 20, 30 Mario games since I was maybe seven years old, it's pretty well beaten that notion <laughs> out of me by now. I've learned to never expect anything and oh, you know, wow. just, just assume that nothing is going to go your way. You're so I, jaded. I yeah, in this game, like Lobo just said in the chat room, most of the time it's a pipe of egress. I'd say the percentage of pipes that you can go through is higher. And then when you go through them, sometimes you end up in these like pipe-like sewer systems, which I think is a great idea. It's something I actually used to think about in Mario 3. Does he go through a pipe that's like a pipe system? But in Mario 3, first you had a pile of pipes per level, and barely any of them went anywhere. And then you got to World 7, and you had a pile of pipes, and they all Don't went talk somewhere. to me about World 7, Kevin. Ah, uh, loves me some World 7. World. world 7 is so uh, great. That's where I quit, like, every time. I can get to all the ice worlds. Yeah, we seven, used to work one. there specifically just because it was so confusing. 7-1 uh, was probably one of the best levels in a Mario game ever. World 7 killed Liz's family. That's why she doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> like it. She has a vendetta. That's um, probably where my parents quit playing video games when they tried to help us through it as kids. Really? They used to play Mario 1, and they were okay with that, but, like, Mario 3. I think my dad took one look at one of the boomerang guys, and he was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. It's <laughs> too much. I think we got my mother to play Super Mario Brothers once, and she got to a pit, and we said, okay, you have to press A to jump. So she presses A and jumps directly into the pit. <laughs> and that was it. She was done. Uh, I actually got to, like, World 7 in Mario Brothers 1 back in 1988 or 1980. Wow. 
we thought she was God. We were like, oh my God, mom, you're the best. And that was probably the last time she played a video game. So. No, Wii Sports Resort when oh, she played yeah. the Samurai yeah, game. She was quite good at the Samurai game. Also. So <laughs> she's true. got some gamer in her. It does just doesn't come out very well. You obviously inherited your game skills from your mom then. It's yeah. your mom's side. Yeah. Yeah. mom's so awful at them. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, there was another quote from one of the the I don't know what his name is like the little wizard guy who you who who embiggens all the enemies you fight. Andrew. Uh, yeah, he he comes through and says, "So you're still on the baby's side, eh?" And I'm just like, "Who's not on baby's side ever? Like, who is not on the side of a baby in any argument?" Uh, is he crying? Even then, the baby's crying because you have done some wrong. How can you be against <laughs> babies? This was my question. Lay the blame on my feet, why don't you? <laughs> what I don't get is. Why, like, never mind being against babies. I can see why you'd be against babies, but... Wait, wait, wait. How could, why would you be against babies? Because the baby just cries all the time, and he's probably kind of heavy. He's probably at least, like, 12 pounds. He's a decent-sized baby. But nevertheless, like, if you're not on the baby's side, like, why would you want to be on the side of the dude who's throwing little shy guys and, like, penguins and fire at you? It's like, you've convinced me to join your side with your little robe turtle here. <laughs> Thank you. He wasn't the best politician. He's like a turtle in a robe and a hat. No, I understand that, but what's your complaint? My complaint is that why would you not be on the baby's side? Even if you don't like babies, there's no... The alternative You're saying that... Because there's a guy throwing magic at you. He, if he can blow guys up to like 30 times their size, he's probably got another few tricks in your sleeve as to what he'll do to you if you don't obey him. But here's my complaint is... <laughs> oh! Uh, no, wait, wait, wait. Um... Like, who is this Magic Koopa? Because Bowser's a baby right now, so I don't think he's giving out too many orders. What I was wondering, did this Koopa come back from, like, the future or something? Like, Bowser, like, you know, a T-1000 kind of thing, where Bowser sets him back to get baby Mario and Luigi? How does he even know that Mario and Luigi are going to be a threat at some point? They actually, they met up at the Circle K. It was great. (laughs) No, because Magic Koopa implies that Comic is still a Koopa, which means that comic is um you know, oh, this part is of that whole, the lineage the old dynasty species. the koopa dynasty versus the bowser precisely dynasty. Mm-hmm. and so like the previous koopa was like dennis hopper or somebody and he died oh topical and so this is the baby koopa and to you like it's you've got a young king on the throne you this is some serious like egyptian pharaoh you know uh henry the eighth part zero king Type thing you gotta protect this kid until he's old enough to start ordering around the Hammer Brothers, and so you're gonna do everything. And if that means kidnapping babies, yeah, but that's what, what you do to how, maintain the status quo. How does he decide that these babies are a threat to Koopa? Like well, wait, ancient it, Koopa prophecies, man. I think he's it was, not, wasn't it? Because doesn't it say like in that starting video that like something told us that these babies are going to be a big deal. They're going to start be, some shit. Yeah, they're going to throw down. They're going to find our supply of those poppy drugs that we have in the back and totally oust us. They're going to narc on us, I can tell. We can't, we can't keep them here. It, clearly what we're seeing is that because the Yoshis go and disrupt the Koopas and recover the babies, um, that directly leads to the rise of the full scope of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> This like, is remember, in Mario Brothers 1, it was just a Mushroom Kingdom. By 3, it was the Mushroom World. 
No, nothing the, changed. The mushrooms the expand. No, they, the kingdom was. They went over this, and I remember this now from the instruction manual. Ooh. The mushroom kingdom was the gateway to the rest of the entire world. Like, um, you know, really? oh yeah, Princess Toastal had domain over all oh, of this. Damn, you're right. I forgot about that. But the that. kingdom was just like the gateway. Like it's it was right. The, you know, when you go to a really rich guy's house and the driveway is like half a mile long, that's what the mushroom kingdom is. Just that's right, and then the driveway. rest of the world. And the other castles in each of the... You're right. Also, speaking of um, obscure tidbits from the manuals, in the first um, Super Mario Brothers manual, uh, it described how Bowser turned all of the citizens of the Mushroom Kingdom into mushrooms and blocks. So every time Mario eats a mushroom or smashes a block, he's he's killing the people. You know that reminds me of something. I wanted to bring this up because Matt tried to tell me this the other day. Is Bowser a wizard? Yeah, one of the manuals either calls him a wizard or a sorcerer. I feel like what? you're confusing him with Ganon. Yeah. I don't know. That really feels like you're confusing him with Ganon. Yeah. No, no. I'm willing to <laughs> stake my E reputation on this. What? I, I would love to see the documentation with that because I really. I, that's pretty far-fetched. Maybe in the very first Mario where I'm it's like, you can't tell what he is. See if anybody says, but... Listen, even in, in, in all the games, he shoots magic and stuff of you. He, he shoots okay, fire he, and he, hammers. Okay, play the Mario Galaxy games. Tell me he's not a wizard. Well, maybe he dresses up as a wizard in one of the Mario Party games. I think he's more of an entrepreneur. He employs <laughs> wizards. And he's they do his bidding. Cool. Yeah, that's what he's really doing. He's the, the real estate. Yeah, so oh, in the chat, go find like the NES manual and see if I'm right. I think I'm right. Maybe he's no, like... he doesn't need to employ them though because he's the king. He has outright totalitarian tyranny over these guys. He just tells you. Matt. When Bowser tells you, you strap on a helmet and throw a hammer at this plumber. You strap on a helmet and you start <laughs> chucking hammers. Maybe, maybe I'm onto something with the real estate thing. Was it Frieza in Dragon Ball Z who was like the intergalactic real estate agent exactly. who just went around knocking over planets? He maybe was. that is what Bowser is. Yeah. Like he doesn't have magic power. He just is a like a slumlord land baron. <laughs> no, he wasn't a slumlord because he completely terraformed the planets. He'd get oh. rid of the slums on the planets. Oh. And people were, we, and we were making fun of the people who made theories, and who, anyone who cared about where this falls and the overall Mario like timeline. Wait, 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 we got yeah. Oh, hold on. What is this? We got some. According to the Super Mario Brothers instruction booklet, Bowser is a skilled user in dark magic. So I thank you, Crystal. I didn't have the wording exactly oh. right, but yeah. I probably. I think I read. He's not a magician. He's just a magic user. He's a that's, necromancer. That's exactly what a magician is. <laughs> He's a magus. Well, no, I think one is How licensed just, and one is a free agent. you use to define the word magician other than a user of magic? Well, you know, you got like well, Siegfried and Roy. I mean, they, they're magicians. And, you know, no, well, I, I mean, think so. Consider it's not the, magic, Matt. It's an illusion. No, consider the, uh, the ancient barbarian tribes. They had no actual direct control, no innate skill for magic. But they could read scrolls. They could imbibe potions and use magic wands. That was qualified magic use, but they weren't actually magicians. Okay, I've been bested. <laughs> he stands down. All right, then, for to take us away from that awesome conversation, I don't know why we'd want to, but guys, guys, what is, the real important hard-hitting question is, what color is your favorite Yoshi? Oh, I'm a, torn. Oh, I, like, you I like dark blue, but I'm a fan of red as well. Is there like a magenta-ish one and a red one? 
There's there's Boshi. There's purple. Here's the problem yeah, with this. Liz doesn't consider them as colors. They are They're flavors. Flavors. Of like, flavors. Um, banana. Chocolate. The brown one is chocolate or like mocha. <laughs> if you go that way, there is a cherry one. It's not Froyo. These are Yoshi's. No, they oh, have. Let's go back me up. Also, hold on. What is this? Somewhere else in the NES, in the NES manual calls Bowser a great sorcerer, Koopa King. There you go. That sounds like propaganda. <laughs> I don't know about that. All right, so hold on. I got the game here. I got I got green, I got red, light blue, yellow, light purple, brown, pink, and dark purple. I like dark purple. So I think you've got all the colors of the rainbow plus brown. I like just green because honestly, I don't really like the idea of many Yoshis. Like. You don't? I think it's cute. He's loyal to the one. I don't like that they're all called Yoshis and that ours, you know, Super Mario World Yoshi, and I think Mario Galaxy 2 Yoshi, his name is Yoshi, and that's the same Yoshi. No, that, hold on. This It's like Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Miyamoto is just not a creative guy sometimes. (laughs) This is from a man who just told me the other day that he's going to be calling our dog, Dog. Yeah. So, (laughs) I think, like... Alternatively, (laughs) Beastman. We're not naming Dog Beast Man. Chat channel, I need to know, do you think that Beast Man is a good name for a dog? <laughs> also, it's a girl dog. Oh, so it's Beast, Beast Man. No, it's Beast Man. It's Beast Girl? Wait, doesn't it already Beast have a Man. name? Aren't you guys getting a dog that's like two? It's Ella. It's a dog's name. It already oh, has Ella's a name. name. That's good. You can call it Ella Fitzgerald. I'll be changing it to the yeah. meal. Uh, everyone in the chat agrees. So Beast Man, thank you guys. Windows 98 agrees so far. That's one. But... See, after I played Super Mario RPG and there was Yoshi and then there was Boshi, I kind of started to wonder if maybe all of them have different rhyming names. Like, so I thought maybe the red one would be Roshi and then the yellow one would be Goshi. Because the red one should be Rohoshi. Ah. <laughs> What's that? Rohoshi. And, and this was when I was still young and before I had access to the internet, so I didn't realize that people were already doing this kind of thing with Sonic the Hedgehog recolors. And... <laughs> All right, that conversation has hit its end. So, I like the brown one for what it's worth. Okay, so as we start to wrap up here, um, is there anything in terms of levels you guys want to talk about? Any cool moments you had? Enjoyable? I just did the the boss fight where you, you were fighting the ghost. I really liked that fight. <laughs> I just thought it was so much fun just to push him off the ledge and then he's dead. Oh, the pot ghost? <laughs> yeah, I know that was like, maybe that's kind of lame, but I was like, yeah, that, that's how it should work. Just push him off the ledge and done. No throwing eggs at him. No no hitting him with fireballs. Just push him off the ledge. Oh, he's dead. It's Yeah, there's some pretty original boss fights in this game. Yeah, I like, uh, we haven't gotten to it yet, but the Raphael Raven boss fight is basically the basis for Mario Galaxy. It's you yeah. and another boss running around a circular planet and using the force of gravity to push stakes into them. Like, that is the game. But um, I really enjoyed killing the Piranha Plant boss without actually having to engage him in yep. that. I appreciate Naval Piranha for what he is and what he brings to the table, but this time I had just gotten through the last three levels and I just didn't care anymore. I feel like that's disrespectful to him. I just knocked him out. <laughs> Nope, pointed tail. All tight Nonsense, you kid dynamite. <laughs> so, but I gotta say, other than boss fights, um, we touched on this at the top of the show, but a lot of the levels are just rehashes. It almost feels like there's 
maybe two levels too many per world. Oh, yeah. Like, if there were yeah. only six levels and I didn't have to do two separate monkey vine mud swamp levels. There's only, like, four monkey vine levels. That was like, an was, awful kind But they're all together. They're all – it's like one, 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 two, one, four, one, five are all monkey swamp levels. You've got monkeys and then you're in a swamp and then there's moving platforms and then there's probably spikes at some point throughout the levels. Also, one thing I hate about the – oh, I should mention this. One thing I don't like about the game is that it, there's so much going on in the background that it's tough to tell – what's happening um i ran into a point where i was shooting monkeys with eggs and every time they would i would do that it would throw a bomb at me as it was dying like after i hit it with the egg like you know as a suicide it would release it would a bomb and like, throw a bomb at you and i had no idea what was happening because i could not see the bomb coming at me on the there's vines of, dangling in the foreground yeah. it's a big pain in the ass yeah so <laughs> i feel like and it, an, another time in a cave there were these little cannons that were shooting cannonballs at me and I honestly just really couldn't, couldn't see them. them so yeah. there's been multiple times in this game where I've been going along doing just fine. Then suddenly Mario is off my back crying at me. So I feel like that's another and that's fatherhood. Of the game. That yeah. is or like I think somebody oh. mentioned on the forums there's a level where at the very end you've got all the coins, all the flowers, you've filled up your stars, you walk behind a rock and suddenly baby Mario is being carried off in the other direction by the little Joker guy. <laughs> and when, that ha- when anything happened to me at the very end of a level – I would just I fell apart. I was like I <laughs> went through right. this level and now I've lost like a couple of stars and I can't find any enemies to bounce eggs off for more stars and I used yeah. up the flower <laughs> and so now I have to use up like this plus twenty star item that I happen to have oh. because I want the one star back to get a hundred points. Kevin, your life is a constant. Now, are you trial. playing it on Game Boy? Because I had it on Game Boy SP. He, remember, he said he wasn't... Right, right, okay. I'm sorry. I'm, as far as... Okay, let me ask you this. Are you playing the Game Boy version or the Super Nintendo version? Super Nintendo version. Okay. Do you know? Do you guys know how different the two are? Is the Game Boy SP version just basically a straight port? It is, but it's got... Um, gosh, what does it have? Because I was actually playing it today. Um, it's got a few more little bonus things. And yeah. They use the Yoshi story sound effects. So uh, it's like... Every time he jumps. Very annoying. Yeah. Oh, it's I, like the remake of Link to the Past where they used all of the Link sound effects. Yeah, yeah a little bit uh, like that. Um, yeah, I played the SP version, and um, I should just say Game Boy Advance version, but I played that, and I was really hardcore about getting, like, unlocking everything. I think that was, like, the first time I got into achievements, if you want to call them that. But I, <laughs> getting pretty bored of it probably halfway through the game, and it was for the reason that Kevin... Uh, said one a lot of these things get really tough to find like it's like where are the 19th and 20th red coins right and then i did definitely run into the same thing that he ran into where you're at the end and then suddenly you screw up just a little bit and you get burned yeah yeah they're not it's funny because so much of the game is forgiving yet you'll come into if you're the person who wants to find everything the game yeah. is very unforgiving and that's something i actually wrote down that i'm glad we talked about it because the, that is one of the common themes of the forum thread, aside from all the frickin' Final Fantasy VI conversation, <laughs> is that... The, They're in the chat room, too, by the way. Everyone is talking game? about um, collecting things and having to get everything. And, and it's really just odd that um, it, it's having such a like effect on everyone, you know? That everyone is like well, having a terrible now, time about it. Anybody that plays... You know, on Xbox Live, anyone that plays um, World of Warcraft, anyone who plays on Steam, people are starting to get addicted to achievements. And 
companies are only rolling them out more and more because they know it keeps you playing and they know it's a little psychological thing. So I think that's why you're seeing, even if this discussion thread popped up 10 years ago, maybe you'd see some comments, but now you're going to see many more people that are all about collecting it. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, gaming was different. So, yeah. Oh, well, so Kevin, I know you're having a hell of a time going through this and, and trying not I, to get everything. Yeah, I mean, there's only been one level where I was really straight up just like, I can't take this anymore, and ran straight through without even bothering to try. Every level I have been, you know, looking for the secrets. Um, I found a secret, actually, this made me feel sad, because I really, I'm not a big fan of this game, as everybody knows. <laughs> And I'm looking forward to next week because I remember the later levels being a little better. But in, in one of the levels in World 3, you go down a pipe and there's one of those little message blocks. And when you hit it, it says, uh, we're the staff at Nintendo and we really hope you're enjoying the game because we put a lot of work into it and there's a lot of little secrets and stuff. So have fun. And I just – I'm feeling so bad because I'm like, no, guys, I, <laughs> I kind of don't like this game. I'm sorry. And, and it just it hit home for me. I really felt personal about you that. You felt sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I have been trying to look for secrets and you know, I'm not going out of my way to get every single little thing. But I'm not trying to out and out just skip the whole game because I guess that's not really the purpose, is it? That's no. how we're playing it. That's my <laughs> No, it, we're trying to get through it and hope that maybe there's something that you'll experience in it that you'll enjoy a little more. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It, it's, but it's not an overly terrible experience for you. It's just, I would say, maybe more stressful because you're trying, you want to get everything. Yeah, and it's like it's nice that we're doing it in this weekly format because it. I've set myself a schedule. I'm playing six nights a week and I'm playing four levels each night. And so I get to the fort or the castle, I beat a boss, and then I'm done. And whereas, you know, when you're just sort of going through a game, the last time I played this, I would play like five or six levels until I was just too frustrated to even talk to anybody. And then I would quit it, disgusted, and just go to bed angry. And that's not healthy, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm – again, that whole bite-sized gameplay with the Mario games is just one of the – and they do such a good job with – finding things that are fun like it's still there are these moments where i'm just jumping around collecting coins and and it's just wow this is really fun and then there are things where i'm like well that was fun getting you know five coins i don't really need any more let me get through the end of the level and see what's next and move on oh muddy mud and monkeys awesome good times so um all right so let's uh let's start wrap up the show here for next week we are we're beating the game, right? It's four through yep. six, yes. It All is right. a symmetrical game or an even number of worlds. All right. And then for those of you who have played it before, are there anything you want to leave the audience with on terms of maybe think about these things while you play the second half or stuff to note, anything like that? Um, the aiming in the final boss fight is a little awkward because that is when they switch to blast processing fancy mode 7 graphics and they're like, you're doing it in a totally different 3D perspective now. Have a ball. So, good luck. <laughs> okay. Uh, any final words for us, Kevin, on, on what to expect for the last half? Anything to, to help us uh, maybe enjoy the game more or less? Uh, I'd just like to uh, invite everybody to say a little hopeful word up to the sky that uh, that I don't break and explode. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, I really like you might as well just play the game. I remember the next set of levels being better than the previous set. 
Um, certainly, you get a little more fun with vehicles. In uh, six, you actually descend into hell, which is. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll all say a prayer for you, uh, Kevin. Yeah. For, for say next a prayer. week. Okay. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, sign off for this week. Uh, thanks, Matt, for joining us, and I think you'll be joining us next week, hopefully. Of course. Oh, excellent, excellent. And Liz for hosting the cast, and Kevin joins again. Uh, from all of us at Fangamer, we'll see you next week for Game Club. Sayonara. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.